Hello, and welcome to episode 60 of the Movie Brats Podcast. I am Carter, and joining me, as always, is Jonathan. How are you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing okay, but I think I have Oscar fever. (laughs) Mere days away. Uh, History will be made on Sunday. Um, you may be suffering from Oscar fever, but I might I might be a little more lukewarm than most Oscars. Uh, with this I'm being somewhat up. facetious. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Especially, um, I've seen things on Twitter where it's like, the people that actually want to and will watch the Oscars, there's been so many creative decisions about the upcoming ceremony yeah. that is like, this is the opposite of what the actual audience that want to watch the Oscars would want. Like cutting multiple awards and you know having i saw that they they're going to have um social media influencers in the audience but like oh we don't have time to have Liv Ullman and Elaine May give their honorary oscar speeches you know oh why why not why let's just have instagram you know pop stars and have billy eilish perform the complete no time to die song Right. Uh, that was Can one I thing say- I was thinking about. It's like, why do we include performances of every original song? <laughs> you know not what? Really, the purpose of these awards. I should have this person's name, but I saw someone have a really interesting idea about how to do the Oscars. Okay, this is a theory of how they could do it. Have two hours or an hour and a half where you get through like all the technical categories, like the shorts, uh, sound, production design and you get through the kind of under the line categories. Then you have like an hour and a half intermission halftime where you have red carpet, you have all five of the nominated songs performed, and then you have a second hour and a half, two hours where you have screenplay, uh, the actors, director, best picture, maybe like best international, best, uh, you know, animated. Yeah. That's kind of a cool idea, I thought. No, I think that's actually a very good idea because then the audience is there for the technical awards and stuff like that. They have space that, you know, people will have time to give their speeches and stuff like that, not be rushed off stage. And then right. you have like the big event that people who are not necessarily movie fans would be interested in. Now, that's like a very good idea. It's probably too sensible for them yeah. to actually implement. <laughs> right. But, but no, I definitely think that's a, a good idea. So for for today's episode, it's we're not going to be necessarily reviewing any movies uh, by themselves, but we will sort of touch on some that maybe we haven't talked about. Um, we're just going to sort of run down each category uh, from Best Picture down and give our thoughts possibly on some of the nominees, give our prediction of who we think will win, and also from the nominees who we would like to win. I know you probably have some performances and movies that weren't nominated that you think are more worthy of these awards, but now is not necessarily the time for mentioning this. <laughs> so uh, do you want to get uh, kicked off with best picture, Jonathan? Right. Okay. You want me to read the nominees? Yes. Okay. The nominees for best picture are alphabetically Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, West Side Story. This is, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the first year since they had between five and 10 nominees that there's been a full 10 nominees. Is that true? 
think it's true. I think so, because a lot of times, conspicuously, it's like nine. And it's like, why do we have the 10 spots if we're only going to nominate nine movies? But I do like the between five and 10. I like that, though. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I really did like the five, though, because it, it felt like like these are the movies. But 10 obviously allows for stuff that previously maybe wouldn't have gotten nominated, like maybe Drive My Car or something like that. Well, there's the there's the kind of the good and the bad there's the the good like a film like i think the there was the brief period where it was a set 10 because yeah. for almost uh you know huge uh a number of the years of the oscars it's been a set five there yeah. was early on where there was like 10 nominees or so something like the but, 40s i think right right and uh and then uh in uh, about 12 years ago or so they made it a set 10 and then after just a few years they made it between five and ten but it's like one year it was like a serious man got nominated for best picture the coen brothers film that was yeah. my favorite film that year but the blind side also got nominated for best picture <laughs> yeah <laughs> take the good with the bad um but uh i just want to point out i think this has to be the first time in oscar history that three of the best picture nominees are remakes of sorts um nightmare alley west side story and coda right and you could argue and i would Dude say this kind is of true. two yeah yeah uh well yeah you could say four i mean um nightmare alley and dune are not really remakes they're more adaptations of the original novel yeah. so i guess there's only two but i wonder if there's ever been another year where there were even just two nominees that were remakes there's been you know what's the only film to have one best picture that's a remake oh ben hur well, I guess you could count that, but is that just like another? <laughs> that might just be another adaptation, yeah. <laughs> right, uh, but the un, uh, unquestionably, The Departed is one. Yes, yes, but yeah, well, right. yes, very much so. That is definitely a remake. In the same way, Coda is of an international feature that's remade into which is not legally streaming anywhere in the U.S. and like nobody has seen the French one. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I never would have heard of it if if I had if you know the English one wasn't nominated for best picture and getting like independent sphere yeah. awards and a lot of critical acclaim. But it seems like for the longest time, sort of power of the dog was a lock for this category. Um, it's won a lot of the it won like Golden Globe for drama and stuff like that. Um, but then Drive My Car has won a lot of the critics awards. I think it's like one of seven movies or something like that to have won New York, LA and national board of review best picture. Um, that was a movie I, I didn't see until yesterday that I was really blown away by. I know that's one of your favorite movies of the year. Um, do you think that favorite. has any chance of winning best picture? Uh, no, I mean, not that this is the best predictor, but on goldderby.com, it's number eight on the list. Really? Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I've seen all 10 of the Best Picture nominees and Drive My Car is my favorite. Yeah. Um, I uh, think that you could say, well, the five nominees for Best Director are like the top five Best Picture nominees, but that doesn't really necessarily correlate because there yeah. have been times where there have been uh, between five and 10 nominees for Best Director and one of the five Best Director nominees wasn't one nominated for Best Direct, uh, Best Picture. So yeah. like there, it's not like, oh, uh, Drive My Car. It was like Argo. Has... Ben Affleck didn't get a Director nomination. Right. Like, I don't think that uh, Drive My Car has a better chance of winning Best Picture than Dune, which was not nominated for Best for Director. Director. Yeah, I put Dune higher. Not that, it, I mean, to me, it's between The Power of the Dog and Coda. Yeah. And you know what will make Oscar history if either of those win? Uh, Power of the Dog, Female Director winning 
for best no. picture? I'm not sure. What would it be? For streaming film. Oh, yeah. Because The Irishman and Roma were definitely like up there and people thought Roma should have won. That was the Green Book year, I think. Right. And um, what's Coda really, is Apple TV Plus. I what's really crazy is that Coda is uh, kind of high in the predictions now for Best Picture in that it'll be kind of wild if Apple TV wins Best Picture before Netflix does. <laughs> Seriously, because they've like just gotten the game. So Coda, you watched this week, right? You saw it in the theater? I saw it in the theater. There was a couple in the theater that had not been to the movie theater in two years. Oh, wow. Um, and it's there was laughter. There was obviously a, there was a small audience but it, they were uh visibly or i should say perhaps audibly moved yeah uh, uh but yeah I, I i thought the movie is sweet and charming i liked it i definitely sort of the opposite it. of power of the dog <laughs> right which is a very bleak and not really life affirming but kind of in a very dark way <laughs> um well i think that the reason coda has a better chance of winning best picture the theory is that Best Picture is the only category where they have the preferential ballot where yeah. it's not just you vote one film for Best Picture, you rank all of them. Yeah. And it isn't necessarily the film that gets number one. It's yeah. the films that get two and three and four the most. Yeah, Because you could imagine that a lot of Academy members will really like Coda and put it at two or three or four, put it fairly yeah. high. And there'll be a lot of people that will put Power of the Dog at number one or two, but then there'll be people that will put it quite low in the list because yes. they it's kind of a more arty film. It's uh, also- Very I slow. Saw, it's I saw challenging. I, I know some people who really, really don't like Power of the Dog. Um, well, and also I saw a theory that because a lot of Academy members are older and a lot of them perhaps have been staying at home and not going to the theater, a film like Coda plays pretty much just as well on a small screen. But Power of the Dog is one that really works better if you see it in a theater on a big screen yeah. because of the landscapes and kind of, you know, it, it's it's an kind of the contrast. It's like an intimate film in some ways, but it has this gr great big canvas. Yeah. So um, I would vote personally, and I've seen all 10 of the nominees for, oh, we can do each category, what we think will win, what should win from the nominees, and what we think should win from anything. For yeah. me, it would be, uh, I think Coda will win Best Picture, but I'm hoping Power of the Dog realistically yeah. uh, beats it. Um, I would I would vote for Drive My Car. My favorite film of last year was The Souvenir Part Two, which got zero nominations. Yeah. That would be my vote for Best Picture. But what I say you? I think I'm I think I'm the exact same way. At this point, I I have not seen Cody yet. Um, but my parents had and they very much liked it. But they were you know they're very much the sort of movie normies. They're yeah. normies. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um. So I think like you said, a lot of people will have that in like their top five. I don't think anyone will watch Coda and say I hated that. Um, power of the dog i think some people will have it as like number one or two like i think i would have drive my car and power of the dog probably as my two like i think are most deserving of winning best picture but like you said i i can see people having some you know putting power of the dog pretty low and i don't necessarily expect that for coda so at this point it seemed impossible you know in december but i think coda will win best picture um, um do we want to say, I don't think it's likely at all that it's going to be a film besides Coda or Power of the Dog, but what would be third if they released the, or the, like, what was in order? What do you think has a third? I would, I would argue perhaps uh, it would be West Side Story or Dune because yeah. of how many 
technical branches yes. would vote for both of those. Yeah. No, I, yeah. And West Side Story is, you know, it, it has some darkness in it and <clears throat> some, you know, but not the sort of darkness you find in Power of the Dog. And I think a lot of people would really like it. Um, but, I, you know, Belfast, I have such a hard read on because the amount of nominees it got is nominated for Best Director and Screenplay. The, obviously, people really love that movie. But I had like I, a not that strong of a reaction. I thought it was good, not necessarily great. But, I, you know, I, I could see that being in a lot of top fives. So, yeah, but I th- but I think it's uh, I think it's quite possible that Belfast will not win any Oscars. Yeah. Yes, I think that's true. Right. <laughs> that's almost and, what I expect. And I just want to say, don't look up should not be in this category at all no and it's it makes me sad that it won the writer's guild award for best original screenplay it's like a joke (laughs) um like i'll be tell me how you really feel (laughs) i know i mean it has a 49 on metacritic yeah i mean which obviously isn't like you know the law like this is how good movies are but they are a good indicator of of you know consensus opinion and that's pretty low I mean, it has the same rating as Lars von Trier's Antichrist, and I would have nominated that for Best Picture back in 2009. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I I agree with half the critics that it sucks. It's a terrible movie. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm glad it didn't get more nominations. I'm glad it didn't get nominated for any acting. If it got or... nominated for director, I, that would have really been oh, a joke. I know. Um, so I think we were both agreed that we expect Coda to win. We'd prefer Power of the Dog to win. But I think as each sort of week passes, that just seems more and more unlikely. But I, where I do expect Power of the Dog to succeed is in the next category, Best Director. Yeah, uh, and the nominees are Belfast for Kenneth Branagh, Drive My Car by Ragusi Hamaguchi. Is that how you say his name? Ryusuke Hamaguchi, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Licorice Pizza, Paul Thomas Anderson, The Power of the Dog, Jane Campion, West Side Story, Steven Spielberg. Yes. This is of the top categories i think the biggest block along with supporting actress i think it would be very unlikely if anyone else wins besides jane campion and she made oscar history by being the first woman ever nominated more than once for best director oh previously for the piano right 30 years ago yeah and uh back then up against steven spielberg also for for schindler's list wow yes uh (laughs) and uh she was only the second woman ever to be nominated after lena wertmuller um and this will be also the first time in oscar history that uh two women won back-to-back best director oscars because chloe zhao won last year for nomadland wow and also just to pull on all my trivia uh (laughs) steven spielberg became the first director to be nominated and best director uh six decades in a row wow 70s 80s 90s 2000 2010 what was he uh nominated for in the 70s because from what i remember he was not nominated for jaws close encounters close encounters okay yeah so close encounters and raiders and i mean i'm just skipping you know he's had more than six but yeah. schindler's list uh, saving private ryan he won yeah and then um he was nominated uh in the 2000s for munich yeah. uh lincoln and then West Side Story. Yeah. And I, I think, I, I think honestly, for me, this is probably the best movie he's made since like maybe Munich or Catch Me If You Can. Um, so I, the more I sort of think about West, I know you didn't necessarily leaving the theater 
Um, from what I remember, you saying you you really liked it when you were watching it, but when you left the theater, you were sort of like, hmm, I don't know if I actually liked that movie as much as I thought I did. I actually think I might rewatch it soon because yeah. I really, really admired the craft of the film, but yes. I kind of felt like, but to what end? Yeah. It's like, I, I like, I can't deny the artistry of the film. It's so masterfully done, just every aspect. And I, I don't know, I don't even almost want to bring up, do you, you read those stupid anonymous Oscar ballots? <laughs> no, I, no. I there was one person that said that West Side Stories, you know, has, you know, is really well made, but it's basically the production designer and the costume, you know, it wasn't really directed. Spielberg really didn't do anything. And I'm like, are you That's kidding? crazy. I know. <laughs> uh and he was I mean, also the way he like i mean it's, it's some of it obviously is sort of like in dialogue with the original and sort of playing with familiarity with the original like especially in the america sequence which we're also familiar with it taking place on a rooftop in the original in this sort of like isolated space and how in this one he brings it out on the streets and involves so many more people i just think it's that one sequence of the best is scenes. so oh. good yeah, it's that masterful to, filmmaking. To say that he didn't like do anything directing is like you don't know what you're talking about. Like, did we watch well, the same movie? <laughs> but see, this is why shitty things win Oscars is because there's a large percentage of the Academy that are just dumb people. <laughs> I think that don't like they make movies, but they don't like have good taste in movies. They like yeah. don't know, you know. It's their scary. taste in movies has been dumbed down by spending days and days in editing rooms and becoming numb to stuff possible. Well, I do think there's a part of it is that like, not that critics know everything, but it's like, I think a lot of people that are consistently working, like don't actually see a lot of great movies. They kind of just yeah. watch the things that everyone's talking about the Oscars yeah. and at previous awards. But it's like, it's kind of remarkable that a film like Drive My Car got through that it's just three yeah. hour, very talkative. I mean, I think, incredible is my favorite of the nominated best pictures but yeah. it's like that that's gotten so many nominations it makes me very happy yeah i mean so I, we're both agreed jane campion will win i think we're both pretty okay with i mean yeah that happening i i would be totally happy with her winning but i think i would vote for drive my car i think so uh, too yeah um and uh I would love, I mean, I don't want to jump to another category, but I, I would love some time for Paul Thomas Anderson to win an Oscar. This <laughs> yeah. is like his, like literally like his 11th or 12th nomination. Like he yeah. got three, the licorice pizza only got nominated for three, but he's nominated in all three categories. Cause uh, even for best picture, he's a producer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Paul Thomas Anderson has 11 Oscar nominations and it's never won. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he might end up being like a, Alfred Hitchcock kind of thing where you're like you know you just never win it and you know when he's 70 he gets an honorary one um always the bridesmaid never the bride exactly yeah um but uh so yeah best director uh this is uh, the best director category I have to say in the last number of years has usually been really strong like yeah four of the five nominees are usually like absolutely head on you know like like straight on um if I were gonna like cut one and put one in I mean, not that this would happen, but I would cut Kenneth Branagh for Belfast. He's easily the weakest, yeah. Yeah, and I would, I would put in Joanna Hogg for The Souvenir, but yeah. I think that uh, the one that was most surprising that most people had as a, kind of a pretty sure lock for a nomination was Denis Villeneuve for, for Dune. Dune. yeah. But I mean, I wouldn't have nominated him personally. Well, that one, it's it seems like just so much more of a difficult job than Belfast, because it's such a huge production with so many actors. You're working in so many different locations. 
like Belfast basically just takes place on like one street. It just, you know, I used to say that like it's easier or harder, but you would have think that they would have sort of acknowledged such a massive production and how deftly he handled it and still made it sort of like personal that. Right. But I do, but I I do like that movies like Licorice Pizza and Drive My Car still get nominated for best director that it's not like, oh, I had to do all this stuff with special effects. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's like, you know, 12 Angry Men is one of the best directors yeah, exactly. of all yeah. time. Yes. So, Which is just um, one room. Yeah. <laughs> right. Who's to say so, that it was easy to direct that? It wasn't. So obviously I'm, I'm being a little reductive, but right. I think that you could make that argument that the, right. the achievement for Dune might be a little more difficult. Right. So do you want to go to lead actor now? Yes. Um, okay. The nominees are Javier Bardem for Being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom, yes. Will Smith for King Richard, and Denzel Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth. Yes. Um, so for the, it seems like before any of these movies came out, the buzz was about Will Smith for King Richard was probably going to win. And then when everyone started seeing Power of the Dog at festivals, they were like, wow, Ben Cumberbatch is unbelievable in the Power of the Dog. Surely he is going to win. But it seems like over the last few months, we have very much shifted back to Will Smith almost being like a lock uh, for King Richard, a movie I still haven't seen. Uh, you, when did you see King Richard? I saw it opening weekend. Okay. I was teaching a Black director's class and um, I invited the students and said, you know, you get extra credit if you come to see it. <laughs> yeah. But um, Would you agree yeah. with that sort of summation of the, of the narrative? Right. Critics would want Benedict Cumberbatch to win yeah. the Academy and the average, and I don't mean this in the like, oh, dumb, you know, average moviegoer, but the average moviegoer would probably vote for Will Smith and Will Smith's going to yeah. win. And in and some ways it, it feels like a career achievement one because Will Smith yeah. has been one of our big movie stars and yeah. he was only ever nominated for Ali. Is that, is that correct? And The Pursuit of Happiness. Is oh, The Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, I've said that I don't think he's a particularly great actor and this performance is fine. Um, I don't feel justified in voting in this category officially because uh, you I think seen both, tick, tick, boom. Yeah, I both of us either. have seen yeah. the four, but um, of the ones, I honestly think, I mean, I would be fine with Benedict Cumberbatch winning, but I would maybe vote for Denzel Washington. I would definitely vote for Denzel Washington. I think that just how good he is in this movie has people have not made big enough of a deal about this. Um, like Shakespeare, like, I'm someone who's familiar with Shakespeare, like, you know, watching and reading Shakespeare is not especially difficult for me, but I really understand how it is for some people. And the way that he emotes and plays out the feelings that the character is having is just so emotive uh, and like, you know, you can read it on his face, but you can also like there's so much going on that it's I think it's such a special performance. And it's like a real like capstone to his career. Like he is a movie star, but he's also like one of our great, great actors in this role. I just think, think encapsulates everything that makes him so special, which I think it's I think it's crazy that he isn't getting as much consideration as he should be. I think that it falls into somewhat of the category of Oh, it's Denzel Washington. He gives great performances. Like you're taking him for granted. Almost. Yeah. 
while will smith um, it's like oh he's so different he's like not doing will smith he's just playing some guy and it's like he's still kind of doing will smith <laughs> um i would say that both javier bardem and will smith shouldn't even be nominated yeah. and i would say i want to throw out that two of the nominees should have been nicholas cage for pig and uh uh, Simon Rex for Red Rocket. I would oh, have yeah. loved to have seen those two in. And uh, I would, you know, Nicolas Cage is one of our greatest living actors and he is so committed. I mean, there was an article that came out that said, yeah, he did all these VOD movies, his video on demand movies to yeah. pay off his debt. But he said, I never <laughs> phoned it in once. Yeah. And and a pig, it reminds you, he's one of our greatest living actors. He can really do it. And it's like a subtle performance. Um, and uh, yeah, so you know those are kind of more like critics choice indie awards yeah spirit awards nominees but i would have much loved much smaller movies um right like red rocket i know is a critical darling but i bet you the average person has never even heard of it <laughs> right um but at, so at we were both agreed we think will smith is gonna win but we're not especially happy about it <laughs> yeah and we have not seen all the nominees but of the ones and everything we have seen from last year um I also like to just say that I think that um, I would, if I were picking five nominees, I think I might have put Dev Patel for The Green Knight. I think yeah. that's like one of the best things he's ever done. Yeah. Really interesting performance. No, I think okay. that's a good shout. Let's go to lead actress. The nominees for lead actress are Jessica Chastain in The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman in The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz in Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman and being the Ricardos and Kristen Stewart and Spencer. I have not seen two of these yes. nominees. You have seen four of them because you've seen The Lost Daughter. Yes. I have not. What say you in this category? So from you know what the prognosticators and stuff seem to be indicating is that Jessica Jessica Chastain is most likely going to win for the Eyes of Tammy Faye, which if that's true for King Richard and Eyes of Tammy Faye, it continues this trend that I'm not a big fan of, of just people playing real historical figures winning Oscars, which I think I would love it if they would just move away from that. Um, that being said, I think my favorite performance out of these is Kristen Stewart and Spencer. Um, because I, it's just that just blew me away. I mean, everything she does in that movie, I think is like completely magnetic and you know, Di Princess Diana is not a historical figure or something that I really ever spent too much time thinking about. But the performance that Kristen Stewart gives in her interpretation of the character, I think, was just so special that it just made me feel so much sympathy for this person in a way that I really did not expect upon entering the movie. You know, like you just think, oh, it's another thing about Princess Diana. But um, it, it blew me away. Um, other than that, I think Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers would be a very, very deserving winner because that was an especially challenging role. And uh, I thought she was really, really, really good at that and doing a whole lot of, I think, very, very difficult stuff and balancing some real tragedy with also real lightness and humor uh, in a way that um, I don't really think any of the other nominees necessarily did. Olivia Coleman and The Lost Daughter is just like sort of relentless anxiety and paranoia, <laughs> which obviously, you know, it's, to put yourself in a position to play a character like that must be difficult. And she was very effective at creating like a sense of unease in me as an audience member, but it just did not uh, hit me the same way that Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers or Kristen Stewart for Spencer did. 
Um, I know I was not a huge fan of Nicole Kidman and being the Ricardos, but just I was not a big fan of that movie. Uh, anyway, but out of the three you've seen, which one were, were you the most impressed with or think would be the most deserving? I think that I would vote for Kristen Stewart, but I think Penelope Cruz gives one of the best performances of her career in Parallel mm-hmm. Mothers. They're both so good. They're both like perhaps career best performances. Um, yes. I probably would, if I could vote from anything from last year, I would still go uh, and I'll just go back to best director. I, if I could vote for anyone, it would be Joanna Hogg for the souvenir part two. I think I'd vote for uh, Honor Swint and Byrne for best actress. For the <laughs> it would souvenir be like a Ben Hur type juggernaut if Jonathan was in charge <clears throat> of the Oscars. <laughs> um, I also say that I would very much like to have seen the best actress uh, for the worst person in the world in this category. Yes, yeah. Ren- uh, Renata uh, Reins. I don't know how you pronounce her last name, but Renata. Something very Norwegian, name. yeah. Right, <laughs> RR. Um, I would love to see her in here. I, I think we can both say we're very glad that Lady Gaga did not get yes, nominated. Yes, yes. That's, you know, that would have been ri- ridiculous if uh, she had been nominated, but not Penelope Cruz. Yes, or Kristen Stewart, because that's what it seemed like for a while, because Kristen Stewart, um all the sort of buzz was about her up until basically like december and then when stuff started getting nominated she was missed out on like sag awards golden globes from what i remember she wasn't getting nominated very often so her being nominated for the oscar was a little bit surprising um but definitely for me like you know male or female one of the best performances of the year so we seem resigned to the fact that it will be jessica chastain though i think that's fair to say yeah and i don't know we don't want to judge you, actually, because neither of us have seen the movie, but neither of us really have any particular interest in seeing it either. <laughs> no, and a lot of critics I respect are just like, why is this going to win Best Actress? Like, yeah. Jessica Chastain is a great actress and has done a lot of interesting films. Remember when she kind of hit the scene? She was in, like, seven Free of really Life, good movies. Zero Dark Thirty, yeah. I know, and uh, Take Shelter, I Take think, Shelter. really good. Yeah. But, um, yeah, boy, I just... Uh, it's almost like, I mean, this movie was okay. I saw this movie, but it's like just a few years ago, we had Renee Zellweger winning for Judy. Yeah, and I was like, Who's, who has watched this movie? I know. <laughs> it's like, I, I mean, don't know anyone who went and saw this. I mean, I mean obviously just, you did, but like, it, I, no like normal yeah. average moviegoer goes well, to see 10 movies a year but has even heard of The Eyes of Tammy Faye. I know. Well, I'm gay, so I was contractually <laughs> obligated to see Judy. But yeah. no, I think that with uh, a lot of films, it's just like, I almost wonder if they've even seen the movie. They just like see clips of it and like, oh, it looks, that looks like a really good performance. Like, oh, she put on a lot of prosthetics. I know. And I think <laughs> that with, uh, you know, there's just, it's just, it's just so depressing when it's like, did you not see the worst person in the world? Did you yeah. not see like, like how could you have nominated this? And, and like, I'm not saying, cause we haven't seen eyes of Tammy Faye, but it's like, even like something like I did see Judy. It's like, yeah, I'm sure there was like two or three performances that year were like, come on, are you yeah. for real? That like this gets nominated and then wins. And then this wasn't nominated. Yeah. Yeah. When this but, is also, she has not won an Oscar, right? No, um, the nominated for the help. Yeah. and zero dark 30 but seems like she's sort of firmly established as like one of the the premier actresses in hollywood um right. so in some ways it seems like you know like a coronation type moment where jessica chastain finally is like acknowledged as one of our great actors um and i mean i didn't thought that she isn't a, i think she's yeah, a really yeah. good actor but oh yeah she's up there yeah and, and i mean this i thought this movie was fine but like Juliana Moore winning for Still Alice was like such a boring like <laughs> yeah. like like she's done like really cool stuff 
and it's just kind of depressing. I think a, a lot of people say that, that best actress, almost even more than best actor, is like the right actor, but for the wrong movie a lot of the times. Is, is yeah, and it goes back to Joan Fontaine winning for Suspicion instead of Rebecca. Yeah. <laughs> she like won the next year and like, how did she win for this and not Rebecca? <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, those are the best actress. Uh, yeah, the Jessica Justine um, probably will, but both of us would prefer to be Penelope Cruz or Kristen Stewart. Right. Um, but both Let's of those do... seem incredibly unlikely. I think Nicole Kidman would be more likely to win than either of those two. Right. So do we, we didn't we even want... talk about right there. <laughs> that was the first mention. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's just another one is playing a real person that just seemed like it. I don't think it's a bad performance, but it just yeah. is like not anywhere near the best work. It's so much done. about like the makeup and stuff like that and the voice that yeah and she i mean like not to criticize a woman's looks but she just looks like odd in the movie like she, she looks just, very strange the the, yeah. the makeup that they use is very very strange it almost <laughs> looks like a instagram filter has been put over her face like yeah she, she, <laughs> it's not that i'm saying like she doesn't look like attractive it's just like yeah. it looks odd it's so it's yeah it's like uncanny it's, it's right you just get a strange sensation watching it um right so supporting actor Okay, supporting actor, uh, Siren Hines for Belfast, Troy Kotsur for Coda, Jesse Plemons for The Power of the Dog, J.K. Simmons for Being the Ricardos, Cody Smith-McPhee for The Power of the Dog. Yes. Um, uh, Oscar Troy Kotsur has basically won every yeah. supporting actor award this whole award season, right? Uh, it started out with some of the critics groups giving it to Cody Smith McPhee. He yeah. was kind of the front runner for a hot second, but now it's been for many awards, uh, Troy Kotzer, and it seems very likely that he's going to win. He's and uh, he plays the father character in Coda. Is that correct? Yeah, he's the deaf father. He's okay. an actual deaf actor, and uh, Mari Matlin won Best Actress for Children of Lesser God and was the first deaf person to win an oscar for acting and he will be the first actor to win mm -hmm. and uh interestingly uh both films are directed by a woman mm -hmm. and also just random trivia from the oscars that marley matlin is the youngest oscar winner for best actress ever she's only 21 when she won well so i think we're both in agreement that he probably will which of these right. nominees would you prefer to to win I would vote for Cody Smith McPhee. I would as well. I thought he was like a revelatory, like sensational in Power of the Dog. Uh, it's a performance that I've, I've seen very few that are as like sort of simmering and also so subtle. And he doesn't, he, it's not like he's, there are a lot of performances. I think King Richard is one of them where it's just sort of like everything is on display all the time. Uh, Cody Swinnick Fee and Power of the Dog is almost like the exact opposite of that, where his character is such an enigma until like the very end of the movie. And then sort of everything he's done throughout it is colored in this different sort of perspective that uh, I thought it was like, I thought it was one of the better supporting performances I've seen in the last few years. So I, I think it would be a real, I haven't seen Coda, but I think it would be a real shame if Cody Swinnick Fee did not win, but it seems like he very much won't. <laughs> Um, and although Coda is not like some groundbreaking work of cinema, like I, I won't be great if it'll be sweet if Troy Kotzer wins. Yeah, like, I'm sure he'll like, give a really, great speech. Like, right. Yeah. And, well, someone else will, but he'll, he'll <laughs> no, no, 
I, I don't mean that in a mean way. I mean, but yeah, he, I, I actually listened to a really good interview with him, um, a podcast where his interpreter, you know, you know, actually spoke for him. Yes. And uh, yeah. he has a really interesting story about having worked with Marty Ma Marley Matlin had played the couple before on screen um, on television, but they, uh, yeah, I, I, I would be not upset if he would not be my vote for if I were just picking what I would want to win, but I would yeah. not you know be he would be a deserving winner yeah um yeah. and i would say that if uh rather than jk simmons being in the movie for you know not too much i would have rather have seen if we're going for kind of a small you know performance bradley yeah. cooper for licorice pizza yeah <laughs> I, I was thinking the same thing and i had heard that there was some buzz that it was a possibility and i was like i didn't i love that people are thinking this but i did not think it was possible but sort of when someone put that idea up i was like i mean it'd be because he comes into that movie just like a lightning bolt and like completely changes it and while he's like on screen he's like totally uh i mean you're transfixed on him like you can't look away from him um right so I am. I think I agree with you that J.K. Simmons for being the Ricardos is a. It's kind of like a damp squib of a nominee. I, when watching that movie, I didn't leave it being like you know who was great, and that was J.K. Simmons. <laughs> like I, yeah. that that thought did not cross my mind. And then uh, Kieran Hines for Belfast. I thought he was very good. I thought that he was sort of propped up by that character having all of the best lines. Um, but he's good. He was good in it. I, I think it's good that he got nominated. I think he's a very good actor who is a good character actor who's been working for a long time. And it's good to see people like that uh, nominated and honored. But he has no right. real chance of winning, I don't think. Yeah. And that's his first nomination. You know, I, I think it's one of those where it's not just the film, the performance, yeah. but it's like, oh, he's been good for so many decades. Yeah. Um, so best actress in a supporting role, the nominees are Jesse Buckley for The Lost Daughter, Ariana DeBose for West Side Story, Judy Dench for Belfast, Kirsten Dunst for The Power of the Dog, and Anjanou Ellis for King Richard. I have not seen The Lost Daughter, so I can't officially vote in my opinion on this in this category. But she's, I think, she's great in it, but her character is despicable. <laughs> yeah. Which I uh, think, I think some in some ways that like makes the the performance like, well you know it's effective because you're watching this and you're like i hate this woman and you have to really be giving a performance for you to feel an emotion like that about a you know a fictional character um but she's she's an actress on the rise you would say right um, oh yeah i was a big fan of the charlie kaufman film i'm thinking of ending things which was yes. a really uh, difficult performance and um, she has been uh, in the most recent season of Fargo, and very soon she's going to be the female lead in Alex Garland's new sci-fi horror film, Men. Yes. So but, this, um, this seems a little bit like a sort of introduction to maybe not art house cinema people that Jesse Buckley is an Academy Award nominee now, like she sort of arrived on the scene. And I think this is sort of supporting character. I, Cody McP Smith McPhee is very much another one of those kind of nominees. You definitely get that. Uh, in the supporting categories. Um, and, you know, I think there is something to it where like you're going to get more opportunities in movies once you have an Oscar nomination. So I wouldn't be surprised to see her being the lead in, in bigger and bigger movies moving forward. But I think she'd also, you know, going to be an interesting smaller stuff like uh, the new Alex Garland movie. So very, very exciting young actress. I don't think she has any chance of winning. Um, it seems like the the juggernaut in this category is Ariana DeBose for West Side Story, which would be, uh, what would it be, like the third or fourth instance of uh, an actor 
or two actors winning Oscars for the same role. That's right. It's happened a few times. You know, you ha- the you Joker. Have- yeah, um, uh, Brando and De Niro winning for The Godfather. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I would vote for uh, of the ones I've seen. I like. I'd be. T- she's. Uh, I think she is. Yeah, yeah. Electrifying in the film. Yes, An incredible dancer, really good singer, but also in the parts where she like needs to bring the emotional sort of like heft. She she's really really good at it. There's a scene where she has to identify a body in a morgue, and she's you know so much pathos incredible incredible performance um the judy dench one i think is very much just like a, how meryl streep will get nominated even if she's not necessarily at her best people just like nominating you judy could dench for awards. you could like you could like weaken at bernie's like put her corpse in the background of the movie it's like oh judy dench is in it she was I mean, great she, yeah she, i mean she i mean don't get me wrong she is a great actress but i think a lot of people were thinking that the one who played the wife would get nominated. yeah uh, katrina balf yeah right i thought um, she was much more there was a there's a scene in that movie where she's like having a very intense conversation with her husband on a bus and i was like wow this is great great acting which i did not feel once watching judy dench in belfast um so can i go back i definitely would have and... replaced her with the, the woman right. who played the mother i but have yeah, to yeah. mention so i have to mention something i forgot before I definitely think one of the five actress nominees should have been Alana Haim for Licorice Pizza. I forgot. Oh yeah. I, I oh my god, I forgot that she wasn't nominated. Yeah. It's like because <clears throat> yeah. she's nominated nominate, for literally every other award. I would not I would nominate her certainly over um Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Um oh yeah. Some... I, I'm I'm upset now. You just made me like mad. <laughs> I, can't, I, I forgot that that she's so good. I watched Licorice Pizza for like the the second time like this week she's just unbelievable she's like so natural and exciting and and the yeah. fact that it's her first film ever yeah uh but back to supporting uh, uh you just made actress. me i just got mad <laughs> i know well think about how good ariana debose is and that she's <laughs> yeah, exactly win. and that that she will win and we want her to win and that's pretty much the first time out of all the categories we've talked about where that's the case pretty yeah. much except for best well, director yeah of the acting categories yeah i don't think uh you know yeah yeah i'm totally happy with that so um let's go to the two screenplay categories does that sound good to you yes okay um let's do original screenplay first i'm not going to list off all the writers i'll just say the films uh belfast don't look up (laughs) king richard licorice pizza yum the worst person in the world I so, would vote for Licorice Pizza because I want Paul Thomas Anderson to win and I think he deserves to win. Yes. I've seen all five of these. Um, oh man, looking at this category, I just got really scared that Don't Look Up is going to win. <laughs> it won the WGA, the writer's <laughs> yeah. So I have a really bad feeling that that's going to happen. Um, Licorice Pizza, I think, is such an achievement in screenwriting because it's a movie where barely anything happens, but you're just riveted. And he does such a good job writing the characters and making like, you know, their everyday experiences seem important that I think it's a masterpiece of a screenplay. Uh, I think the worst person in the world is much more like inventive uh, and original. I don't know if that's the, the word I should be using, but that's just the one that comes to mind. It felt very unique. Um, so I think that would be a very deserving winner. Um, but I think I would go for licorice pizza and I think licorice pizza has a good chance. Um, 
I don't think there's any runaway favorite in this category. Would you agree with that? Right. Um, I think that one film that's not here that should be is Pedro Almodovar for Parallel Mothers. Yeah. And he's been nominated and he's won an Oscar before. Um, Looking at King Richard sort of sticks out. Like, how could that be a great original screenplay? I, I mean... Well, you haven't seen the film but I, have, I know I but just like thinking about it like it's just about venus and serena and their dad like what's so great about that <laughs> yeah i don't know why it's in there and i do think that um you know don't look up is like a disgrace that it's nominated because yeah. i think it's like an objectively bad film it's a mess of a screenplay um, right and it's not funny and no <laughs> uh actually right now in the odds you know what's number one is belfast belfast is just what i was Golden. thinking i know it's um, just, but that's know. like such an american perspective i know people in ireland hate that movie especially people from you know the republic of ireland because especially because it's set in northern ireland like really 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 don't like that movie because it gives such a uncomplicated unnuanced perspective of the troubles between northern ireland and, and the republic of ireland that um it's, i'm not saying it would be like offensive if it won but i would i would very much disagree with it if it if it did because um it's it it just does not obviously it's you know pr- from the perspective of a child so it doesn't have to answer all these questions it doesn't have to grapple with all of these sort of bigger complications that arise from the situation but just the way and sort of it didn't ne- interact with it really at all i thought was a missed opportunity especially sort of presenting itself as like the movie about the troubles in the sixties. I thought it was a missed opportunity for being for, you know, actually making a statement and being about something. Obviously that's not what Kenneth Branagh wrote the movie for. He basically just wrote the movie to, I guess, work out some childhood trauma and, you know, revisit the place where he grew up and, and left when he was a young child. But, um, I think that would be a, a really bad winner for original screenplay. I think Licorice Pizza or Worst Person in the World would be much, much more deserving. But, you know, it's no skin. I'll, I, I'm not going to like hate it if, if Kenneth Branagh wins an Oscar because I'm a big, big fan of Kenneth Branagh. I think he's one of the great Shakespearean actors and directors of the last, you know, half century. But Belfast for me is nowhere close to as strong of a screenplay as, as Licorice Pizza or Worst Person in the World. Um, right. Well, um, I think that, uh, like I said, I would vote for Paul Thomas Anderson. I would love to see him finally win an Oscar. You know, there's been some rumblings of people thinking that the movie has anti-Asian racist scenes. Yeah, (laughs) I've seen that. There's like an L.A. Times thing about that recently. And it's such missing the point of like what those scenes are are about. Um, Right. Yeah. It's it's set in the 70s. This is how people in the 70s behaved. And it's obvious that the guy's supposed to look stupid yeah and he's the butt of the joke not like japanese people that this guy is an idiot and it's funny that people could be this idiotic about foreign cultures in the 1970s and get away with it um like it's about the 70s <laughs> like right. like it's just sort of forgetting that people you know like it was i think like they're in that situation that was literally the first japanese restaurant in los angeles and that was you know, 50 years ago. So, I mean, 50 years ago is a very different time than now. And I, some people sort of forget how much progress we've made in the last 50 years and just how different society was back then that 
you know, you can't judge him by the same standards. Um, right. I don't think he's going to win best director, but I think that he has a good shot of winning best original screenplay because he's one of the most beloved American directors working today. Yeah. Certainly um, of his uh, kind of generation. You know, so ones that are in the... do you think he's going to win though? I'm, I, yeah, I think he, ha- I think he would be my front runner to like yeah. what I would predict, but yeah. we'll see. It seems like I think Licorice Pizza, Belfast, and Don't Look Up all kind of have equal chances of winning. Um, I would be definitely the happiest with Licorice Pizza win. If Don't Look Up wins, I might just turn off my TV. (laughs) Not watch for a little while. Um, That would actually actually make me upset. I mean, obviously, that's like making the Academy Awards mean a little too much than it should, but that would would make me upset. Right. Um, well, so adapted let's go screenplay. To, yeah, yeah, adapted screenplay. We have Coda, Drive My Car, Dune, The Lost Daughter, and The Power of the Dog. Um, I have not seen The Lost Daughter, but yeah. um, I will say, you know what's weird is that sequels. The reason I mentioned this is because I would have the souvenir part two winning for best adapted, <laughs> yeah. but it's it's weird that like sequels are considered adapted an adaptation screenplay. of the original one. I know it's like because the before <laughs> based sequels, on characters or something like that. Yeah, the before sequels were both nominated for screenplay, all three of them: Linklater, Julie Delpy, and yeah. Ethan Hawke. But it's like, but they're not like adapted really it's more like they're just original screenplays continuing the yeah story. continuation of a previous story yeah i know but what but uh i guess technically though the souvenir part two is uh uh, uh adapted because it's a part two that yeah. would be my vote um i think like best director i think i'd give it to drive my car yeah uh, but i'd be totally happy if uh jane campion won won for power of the dog yeah. This seems like one Coda will win though. Yeah, and the odds right now Coda is ahead. Yeah. Um I haven't seen it. Um I can't imagine it's like an especially like revelatory screenplay. Um Drive My Car really was. Like that yeah. was it's so literary. It's actually, yeah. you know, it's based on, a sh- <laughs> well, it's interesting. It's, it, there is a short story titled Drive My Car, but the collection of short stories that it comes from, it pulls from other short stories yeah. in that book too. So yeah, it's like a real work of like adaptation. Coda, I guess, is adapted from the screenplay of the French movie. Right. Um, Power of the Dog. Uh, and is a Dune. novel. Dune's uh, a novel. And, Lost Daughter's right, a novel. Lost Daughter. Right. Um, so yeah drive my car is one of those really really special movies where not only is it like beautifully written and the characters are so like deep and have so much going on and they behave with the other characters in such like a naturalistic but also like really sort of special <laughs> and thought-provoking kind of way and also the like the situations that happen are so beautifully written there's one uh, wait, wait are you talking about don't look up right yeah exactly no, yeah <laughs> but yeah drive my car there's like a scene where two of the characters are having a conversation in the back of a car and it goes on for like 15 minutes and they're just like looking back and forth at each other and one person speaking and i'm just like this is riveting like yeah. this is like incredible work almost hypnotic yeah where it's this it's the kind of work that should be acknowledged and deserves to win so i definitely want drive my car to win and i think besides international this 
this is probably its most like its best chance of winning, wouldn't you say? Yeah, um, I think it's very likely it's going to win international feature because yeah. almost always the film that gets a bunch of nominations, uh, like another round was nominated yeah. for best director last year and it won best international film. Um, can we just go to international film while we mention that? Yeah, so we, do we both think Code is probably going to win the, or do we think Drive My Car will? I really want it to. <laughs> no, well, I mean, it's fourth in the odds, Drive My Car. Really? Um, yeah, I guess uh, Dune it, and Power of the Dog are, are higher. Yeah, uh, Coda. No, no, it's Dune's last, but uh, really, it's, uh, Coda, the, Coda, the Power of the Dog, the Lost Daughter, Drive My Car, and then Dune. Um, oh. I think part of Dune is like, yes, it's this like incredible achievement of taking this labyrinth, massive, sprawling, you know, unfilmable, right, right? But it's much more of a visual film. Yes, I think. yes. Uh, but he didn't get nominated for best director though. But yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and um. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed Coda, but it's just kind of simple and sweet and not special. It's just, it's just, I, you know, I, I, I haven't seen it, but Drive My Car seems like it is one of those sort of special, special movies that, you know, it's not, not something you see, you know, every few years. Like it really is that special. And Coda seems like a really good, solid, really good performances, but it doesn't scream masterpiece screenplay the way i think drive my car does i haven't seen right. it but it seems like from your reception that you have you sort of have that line of thinking as well right so the nominations for the a uh, few years ago newly titled category international feature film mm -hmm. we have drive my car from japan flee from denmark the hand of god from italy uh luana a yak in the classroom from Bhutan. Okay, I'm going to be really, yeah, Bhutan, yeah. Uh, the worst person <laughs> in the world from Norway. I've seen all of them except the a Yak in the Classroom. I, have no, uh, I haven't heard of it until just now. Right. Uh, which of these have you seen? Uh, Drive My Car? Uh, I've seen Drive My Car and Worst Person in the World. Hand of God is one I really wanted to see, but then sort of forgot that it came out on Netflix in like December. So I still haven't seen it yet. And from what I've heard, it's really, really excellent. Paolo Sorrentino is... Uh, uh, he's an all-tour. I think that's fair to say he's an all-tour filmmaker, probably oh, yeah. the leading Italian filmmaker right now. Yeah. Um, so I, I will see that, and I've heard really good things about it, but I have not. But the two nominees I have seen, Drive My Car and The Worst Person in the World, were outstanding. And from what I hear, Flea is you know almost just as good as both of those, if not just as yeah. good. I would put all three. Uh, I would put Drive My Car, Flea, and Worst Person in my top ten of last year. Yeah. And uh, I really like The Hand of God. Um, I think you know, it's like I. I think some people had this idea. Oh, we should spread out the winners, but like, no, something's deserving. Like, three <laughs> yeah. films should win all the awards. I mean, yeah. I would vote for Drive My Car. Um, I will say that Flea is an incredible film. It's in my top ten. Uh, I just think that it should win in perhaps some other categories. It made Oscar history for being the first film nominated for international mm -hmm. feature film, animated feature, and documentary feature. Yes. Um, oh, uh, what, I, 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 we should mention, uh, and I didn't before, but Drive My Car also is, they use like six different languages in the movie, including Korean sign language. So, I mean, just, and it's sort of like about that, about communication and, you know, people from different countries finding some like finding something to connect with through art so it is it's a, such such a good screenplay <laughs> uh, what's what's interesting is what like i'm glad it did 
but I wonder why it it got four Oscar nominations, this three-hour Japanese film by a director yeah. that I think a huge percentage of the Academy had never heard of. I before. hadn't heard of him. And he's right. like a very well-known Japanese filmmaker, at least in Japan. I just wonder like why, like he had two films come out last year, both very well reviewed. I just wonder yeah. why uh, this, and I don't think this is really a good explanation, but um Hollywood, the Academy likes to nominate films about directors Art, and, and artists. Yeah. The artist, Argo, La La Land, you know, there's been a long uh, streak of films, especially within the last, you know, 10, 15 years of movies about movies yeah. uh, at Birdman. Birdman. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's not exactly the same thing, you know, Japanese director doing a stage production of Chekhov. Oh, yeah. But, um, <laughs> But uh, it is about the power of art and, you know, art making for self-reflection and negotiating your problems through art. And it's uh, some people automatically roll their eyes and they're just like, oh, you know, people in Hollywood love movies about art. But it's like, you know, art is important. (laughs) Like it's not meaningless. Right. It does. It does serve purposes. It's not totally useless. Um, I'll just say I'm surprised that Parallel Mothers was not nominated. For international feature film yeah, yeah. and i think it's because i'm not 100 sure but i don't think i don't think uh that spain uh submitted it as their one film really i'm not sure but it I didn't get nominated. I, I get a sense of people in spain being kind of over el motivar because of his mother fixation that they're just like oh give me a break pedra you but know? it's one of his best films i think <laughs> well yeah i yeah. think so too um, um and uh i will but just he's, say- he's pretty mainstream in spain though um so I don't know, maybe I, who knows who decides these things, but maybe they went for like, you know, maybe a more radical choice than El Motivar, who's as, as unmainstream as he may seem in America is actually like very mainstream in Spain. Right. Um, well, um, we don't go through all the other categories, but let's just uh, do animated and uh, documentary. Okay. Um, yes. Animated feature film, Encanto, Flea, Luca, the Mitchells versus the Machines and Raya and the Last Dragon. Like international feature, I've seen four of these five. I have not seen the Mitchells versus the Machines, which a lot of people think is perhaps the best of these. But yeah. um, I, from the ones I've seen, would vote for Flea, which yes. I think is an excellent movie and is but it's, really it's surely the least seen out of these nominees, though. Um, oh. Probably, yeah, because all the other <laughs> ones are like... Uh, you know, million, hundred million dollar studio productions uh, right but, but right i now, actually but... haven't i haven't seen any of these really yeah um, i guess i just have hang-ups about animated movies i should probably be better about that well can you guess what's the leading contender by a lot uh in kanto yeah i know that like had a really big hit song and people seem to like it well, and um, what's crazy though is the one that's the 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 one about Bruno is not nominated though, yeah. which is kind of odd. And this is but, one uh, of the ones that was released directly on Disney Plus. Is that right? No, it was in theaters. Okay, Luca was was only on Disney Plus. Or am right. I just getting everything wrong? <laughs> no, no. Uh, the last three Pixar films have gone just to Disney Plus: Soul, yeah. Luca, and Turning Red. Yeah, which makes me sad. Yeah. Uh, so they have the Buzz Lightyear film prequel film coming out. It's supposed to, I think, last I heard, is still going to be in theaters. But, huh? but uh, yeah. So for I, this I really one, like you want Flea to win, but you expect Encanto. 
Oh yeah, Flea is right now the number two, but by by Encanto is like huge margin predicted to yeah. be win. Um, so uh, best, uh, we let's go to documentary feature. Um, I've only seen one of these, um, which is Flea. Uh, yeah, Ascension, Attica, yeah. Flea, Summer of Soul, and Writing with Fire. Um, two of my very favorite, three of my top ten films of last year are documentaries. I really liked. The Rescue, which I was surprised was not nominated. That's the one about the uh, young uh, soccer player, the boys who are trapped in the cave in Thailand a few years ago. Yes, with the international cooperation to rescue them, right? And it's by Elon Musk made such a fool of himself. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't. They avoid mentioning that in the documentary, (laughs) but uh, it's directed by the pair that won Best Documentary fairly recently for um, uh, Go. What's the free solo? The free one solo, the, yeah. The guy climbing up the sides of mountains and <laughs> formation. Uh, but the rescue, I thought, was just an exquisite film and one that I don't think hardly anyone has seen, but I think is like really one of the very best films last year. There's a documentary called The Truffle Hunters, mm-hmm. which is could make an interesting companion piece, double feature with pig, pig <laughs> because it's about these elderly men, like in their seventies and eighties, that go hunting for truffles with their dogs and it looks almost like a Wes Anderson film at times it's it's a documentary but it's very deliberately shot and I just found it so lovely I just I I love that movie so much I was really glad I saw it I saw that it got really good reviews and I was like oh I'll go see this and I was like really kind of moved by it but um so I can't really you know I I've not seen nearly as many documentaries from what I've heard Summer of Soul is the heavy favorite Oh yeah, and I and it's one of the, regardless, you know, documentary or not, uh, it, people say it's one of the very very best films of last yeah. year. Uh, Questlove. I think it's available it streaming on on Hulu. Hulu, okay. Yeah, and I was kind of really tempted. They were playing a thirty-five millimeter print of it in Atlanta last weekend. Oh. Um, and I don't know. Do you know the backstory? Is that it's about a music festival with black performers that was yeah. The, same the, the footage was like locked up for fifty years or something like that. Yeah, and it's, it was the same summer as uh, as Woodstock. Woodstock. Yeah, right. Um, and I certainly do want to see it, but um, yeah, that, I mean that sounds like a like a you know real worthwhile documentary. Like they have all this footage. It's an important cultural event. It just took, you know, someone like Questlove with the gravitas and creative vision that he has to get it all together and make something really, really cool out of it. So I haven't seen it, but it sounds like it would be a deserving winner. Yeah, it it reminds me, too, in a way of the film from a few years ago, Amazing Grace, which was Mm -hmm. a documentary that Sidney Pollack shot in the 70s. And it took about also about 50 years for the footage to be seen and um it's basically just aretha franklin um whose birthday's today uh just singing at a church for 90 minutes and, yeah. Uh, but yeah so uh summer of soul i've heard people say like really deserves to be up there with like uh give me shelter and um monterey pop is like one of the great concept yeah. documentary films so those are basically uh, the big categories. A lot of the ones we haven't talked about actually aren't even going to be aired during the ceremony, which has caused a lot of controversy over the, the last few months. Um, yeah. Last I'm, one of the I'm, final things: which which uh, movie do you think is going to win the most awards? Hmm. It's like I'm trying to think of everything that we've. Uh, 
It seems it like Coda might win every not category. But it only has for. three, though. Yeah, but it might win but all three. I think that, like, I mean, I think we've that's something that's that's what it seems like. It's weird because usually best picture winners, it's like almost always has an editing nomination. Um, right. And the fact that Coda only has three nominations makes it seem unlikely for best picture. But just from what we're hearing, it seems like it's almost a guarantee. And then Power of the Dog is nominated for like everything. Um, and yeah, seemed well, like it was um, the runaway, but now it just seems less likely every day. I think I think Dune's going to win the most right now on Gold the Derby. Technical it's, ones, yeah, it's number one in six categories. Yeah, They're you can see that cleaning up, like sound, cinematography, production design. Yeah, which makeup. is kind of surprising given that it didn't get nominated for best director. That it's going to win the most awards, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's but, yeah, but I remember people talking about how you know it's like back when All About Eve you know won so many oscars it's like but that was before they had like seven other nominations yeah. they do today like yeah. i'm one thing i'm glad they did is that there's just one best sound it was who cares you don't like, think no, you I mean, need mixing and design no no it's too much I don't, need, I don't even know what the difference is honestly <laughs> no, it's it's like i think one of it is like gathering like making the sounds and then yeah. the other is like integrating it into the film yeah but I will say that the number one category they should have for real is uh, best stunt. Stunt, yeah. And that's yeah. one people have sort of been talking about for a while. Yeah. Are we excited for the host? I'm not. I no, don't not dislike it. I mean, I, I think <laughs> Wanda Sykes is really funny. I like her. And um, but it's and it's like I don't I'm like neutral about Amy Schumer, but I'm just yeah. like, you know, why can't they get someone like, you know, funny? <laughs> like, well not that oh, yeah, I, do, I do think wanda sykes is funny but it's just like I'm no just like, we don't have any more bob hopes or billy crystals there's no one really like billy that. crystals to, well the the rumor was that that now this would have been really fun is that they wanted to get the the three leads of uh murders in the building the steve martin martin oh Schultz, Selena Gomez that would have been host. funny yeah like that would have been you know th that i would have liked that yeah um, um yeah, who knows? I mean, they've had a real problem with the host. It, was it last year or two years ago? They had like the hostless awards. Right. Um, I think I you saw, need one. Um, yeah. But it's just they saw, have such a uh, hard time getting the right yeah. one, it seems. I saw that they were asking Anne Hathaway's opinion about hosting the Oscars. They had that awful year with, with her the, and James yeah. Franco hosting. And she basically said, oh, don't take my advice. <laughs> <what> yeah. <laughs> but um. Yeah, I'm not excited about watching the Oscars yeah. this year because of the, all the cut categories and how uh, I think a lot of the categories are going to be things that I don't think should win. Yeah. Um, but I yeah. always watch. Yeah, I, yeah, I, you sort of can't help but do it. Um, right. But yeah, it's it's Sunday. I guess it starts at 8 Eastern. Um, yeah, so I, I will probably it's still we'll gonna do... Be uh... It's still going to be endlessly long. <laughs> it's true. Well, See, but I, just, thing of, like, I just want the, them to like show some clips of the movies I like. And, and but do like, don't you, don't you, like, I want to see Samuel Jackson, Liv Ullman, uh, and Elaine May give their honorary Oscar speeches, like, rather than like some dumb bit with Amy Schumer talking about her tits, you know, <laughs> like, like, not to be sexist, but it's like, 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 really, like, the, like yes, don't you I wanna, agree. Yeah. You know, like, there was also the story that she was going to do, um, she wanted to try to get the uh, the president of Ukraine. Yeah, it's like, do you think he has a few better things to do than talk <laughs> to, to the Oscars? You know, it was like ridiculous. 
yeah that's a little bit inflated self-importance of what the academy awards are um, that probably was a little bit rude me saying that thing about Amy Schumer, but I just feel like there's going to be some dumb bitch. Well, I'm sure do. she's going to make a joke about it. I, I mean, yeah. I don't think you're wrong for predicting that. Yeah, um, but I, I just there's going to be stuff that I would much rather see. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I mean, it it is like, you know, witnessing history because Academy Awards are like it is a big deal to win Best Picture and Best Actor. So, um, you know, I think that that in itself will always make me watch it because you know, this, these are the kind of things people look back on in, in 40 and 50 years. It's this movie won Best Picture and stuff like that. Well, uh, one thing I question is, will this change um, if the power of the dog wins is, I don't, well, it seems like Coda's going to win, but like, will Regal and AMC budge at all about showing Netflix films in a theater? Because a lot of theaters around the country the last week and over this weekend have been showing eight of the 10 nominees for best picture and not the two Netflix ones don't look yeah. up in the power of the dog. Um, there are theaters that are showing all 10, yeah. but like my local closest multiplex regal theater has been showing just the eight. Mm-hmm. So I wonder it's because like, like even like moonlight or the artist um, in previous years, when it wins best picture, at least for it gets a week, re-released, it will play. Yeah. but like the power of the dog is not going to be, like going to be released in hardly any theaters the next yeah. week i don't think yeah that is a shame i mean seriously i didn't even really think about that um the best picture winner i mean and even if it wins i don't know how many more people will like will have not seen it already and yeah. will jump on netflix and watch it yeah but, well, I, I bet there will be a lot of people if it does win who watch it and be like that one best picture <laughs> right yeah but, why didn't why didn't red notice when <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Or but yeah, Adam. I mean, we're not necessarily the most excited, but we did. We, I mean, we liked a lot of the movies that are nominated. That you know, we want to well, see. Well, no, I didn't. I mean, I no, I, I mean, I, you liked seven I, out of the ten nominees. No, I mean, liked, but like, and you, you know, didn't I, love them. They weren't your favorite movies of the year, but you know, know. that's never going to be the case for you. I mean, you. It's st- like <laughs> I think that like two of the best picture nominees. Or some of or, your favorites of the year? Yeah, like I would put in my top 10 drive my car licorice pizza. Um, yeah. You know, it's like in The Power of the Dog, I really liked it, but I need to watch it again. Yeah. I have a feeling I'll like it even more the second time. Yeah. Um, I, I certainly thought it was a really good film, but uh, yeah, but I, I there's... I mean, there's always films the kind of movies you like are never gonna win oscars jonathan <laughs> but like the souvenir part two, it's like the souvenir part two has a 90 on metacritic and it's yeah. like it's one of those movies that if people had seen the first film and then saw the second one if they actually had seen it i think it would have gotten nominated because it's also yeah. a movie about a filmmaker and yeah. about her making her student film and it's a, an amazing film i think it's just that a lot of times some of the best films just very few people actually see them yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to say. It's like you and like 100 people <laughs> I know. saw the souvenir part two. And for those 100 people, they, ever, they absolutely loved it. And it was their favorite of the year. But yeah. those are not well, Oscar voters, as well, unfortunate we'll as that may you, be. Uh, we'll see you in the future. Uh, we'll, I guess we can wrap up a little bit next episode and yeah. have our reactions to what one. But... And you will probably have an opportunity to uh, list your favorite movies of the year. I think we're going to try to do eventually a, like a top five or a top 10 of yeah. 2020. I'm really excited. The one of the films I was so, so, so excited for Memoria, the Pitch yeah. Upon Worst Ethical film is actually getting 
put back into theaters soon. So uh, maybe we can wait until I've actually seen that and then I can, you know, because I'm super excited to see it's, that. It's on its its tour where a horse buggy takes them from town to town. Well, it, they, they've, <laughs> they've changed it so that it's playing in multiple theaters, but it's... Uh, it reminds me know. of like uh, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Uh, they have the, the guy without legs doing Shakespeare going from town to town. I know, but I at least it that it like got released in like two theaters one week and then another week somewhere else and then it just like stopped for three months. They broke a wheel and they had to return. I know. <laughs> I know. All, All right, right. Well. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Uh, we will be back with y'all next time.